So first things first, Damien. Yes. How are you? Good. Doing good. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Good. So, well, one thing that I want to start with is obviously you've been making music for quite a while. You've been yeah. writing songs for 25 plus years. Mm -hmm. Whenever you, and then this might not be right, but the, the way I see it, you've, you've become more prolific as yeah. you go on. Yeah, uh, that's very true. Thanks. So what is it about usually i hear well it's difficult if you, if you have 10 albums it's difficult to kind of write a song because you've done a lot of stuff already yeah where does this kind of uh proliferation come from in a way i wish i knew um it's funny because i was uh i was saying in an earlier interview that uh i'm not your typical songwriter or writer that you know um that can just sit down with his guitar mm -hmm. or you know or, uh, a notebook and pen and decide okay today i'm writing a song so how it works with me okay. uh, i describe my songs my songs are like like cats in the fact that if you you know if you try to like call a cat to you or you say like, or you really want a cat to sit in your lap. I don't know about other people's cats. My <laughs> own cat stares at me like I'm told um, I'm a nutcase and doesn't do that, you know, no matter how hard I try, you know, if I go to pet it, you know, she runs away. But I found that if I just ignore her and let her be, then she's always jumping on my lap. She wants to be petted and, you know, played with chased around that you know whatever mm. so um my songs are like cats in that way the best way for me to write to for me to write a song is to go about my day and just run errands you know go to the post office make the bed do the dishes whatever it is go to the store and they just the songs just start showing up like crazy so yeah and can it be at any moment and and when it hits do you kind of do you have your phone and record bits or i'll try to i'll try to record it um but for the most part it's just a simple melody or an idea okay. um the song doesn't really show up like in a whole like oh here's a whole bunch of verses and <laughs> sure. here's a whole bunch of melodies that's not how it happens but i wish that'd be awesome <laughs> if it did actually that'd be like you know that'd be ama amazing but uh no so yeah it's sort of like oh i got a melody idea hmm, okay uh or sometimes it's just like a, a a picture in my head and i'll maybe write it down like a line or two and then i just go about doing the dishes or go about going to the store or whatever it is you know and i'll there i am in the bread aisle or cereal aisle all of a sudden the next line comes okay and that's kind of how it works for me I rarely ever sit down, rarely ever, ever sit down and say, all right, well, here's the melody, here's the lyrics. I'm not going to get up from this table until I write this whole thing, right. you know. It's not how it works with me. So. so in that sense, do songs stay with you for quite a while? Kind of the ideas before they get fully fleshed out? Can yeah. Be a period of the, like, yeah, it'd be, like, it'd be like if you had like, um, it'd be like if you were living alone in a house and you had some person knock on the door, mm. say nothing to you, but starts moving their stuff in, right? Sure. Like, here's my blankets, here's my pillow. 
and they said nothing to you. They leave the house. You're wondering, what the hell was that about? Huh, okay. And, after, and then like a, maybe like an hour later, show up with their dishes. And that's kind of how this whole thing starts with me. It's how it is, you know. And when that happens, it moves in. It, become, it, takes, it, it takes residency in my psyche, if you will, my mind. Sure. Yeah. And when does that whole press, process kind of turn into what maybe can be considered as an album? Or when, when does that kind of encompassing idea start to make itself apparent to you? Usually when I have a collection of songs, like, you know, whether it's eight songs or 10 songs or 12 songs, mm -hmm. I'll say, okay, well, I think this is an album. I don't ever sit down and like, write you know like an album sure that doesn't really happen the last time that happened i think one of the only times that really happened was when i was when i was working on maricopa okay. maricopa was like a set story set group of songs you know went in the studio and boom although not every song i wrote during that time made the record mm. um a lot of songs i wrote were left off the record and um but no like this that was the only time so for me I, for me i know when it's time to make a record when i have a group of songs that sound you know good together right and for this record uh, in particular then what, what was the first song that started to flesh itself out a little bit or the, the, maybe maybe one of the first that yeah probably um i think it was the first song birds tricked okay. into the trees okay. that was the first one that came to me for this album where it's just like oh okay interesting you know and so it, i think that was it but and isn't sorry for interrupting but, but uh, is it then like uh you understand kind of what it's about uh not until a lot later then as well Oh yeah, I have no idea what the hell the song's about until way later. Right. Yeah. Because with that particular song, and I, I found it interesting. I wrote, I wrote down. Um, uh, where, where do I? <laughs> Sorry, I can't even read my own handwriting. Um, I wrote down uh, perfect imperfections and failing to see the beautiful things yeah. in front of you. As, mm. as I'm not sure if that's correct. Yeah, fade into perfected imperfection. Mm. I don't know. I just wrote it down. <laughs> I just thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, faded into perfected, perfect, you know, perfected perfection. That's cool, you know. For me, it was just like, it was just a line. I didn't really, okay. I didn't really dwell on it or think about it. So I will say, though, that because of that, when I go to perform it, like sometimes months later, mm. sometimes years later, I'll be struck by the line and say, mm. Oh, that's kind of cool. I wonder, what, I wonder what the heck I meant by saying that, you know? So that so happens quite a bit, actually. Is it, is it one of those things where while you're creating it, you don't want to overthink? It oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think about any of those lines. Okay. If, no, not at all. Okay. Because cause to me, I, I believe that the song is, has its own thing. You know, it's, it's basically showing up and I'm just writing it down, whatever it tells me to write down. I'm sort of like the servant when it comes to the, the writing the songs, you know? Um, yeah, it's crazy. I, I just feel like that's what it is. I never question what I'm writing down. Right. I never try to, you know, I never try to say like, 
Because if I did, I don't think the songs would be the way they are, lyrically speaking. Right. You know, um, I would, I would never say like, well, that's you know, I would never say that so I could change this line. I would never do that because I, I feel like, the songs are showing up as they want to be said, and I, that's exactly how I say it. You know. You you want to keep that openness in a sense. Of yeah, yeah. So like being an interpreter, you know, it's like mm. you know, it's like if you're interpreting. If you're interpreting something and you you want it to you know it you know it's like if i'm if i'm interpreting a different language that someone doesn't know i want to make sure that i am giving the best representation right. of the language i'm speaking word by word you know that's what i feel is important is, is the same then true for how you go about writing songs from the production side? Do, do you kind of uh, let the song be what it is? or do you Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, okay. yeah, for the most part. Like, but, like before I go to the studio, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of um, thinking or overthinking for the most mm. part as, as to, you know, how we're going to, how I'm going how I'm to do this prior to the studio. You know, it's like none of that happens. All the ideas like for production happen in the studio okay. only, okay. for the most part. Because I'm I'm going into I'm going into the studio just with the songs as they were written, and that's it. You know, there might be some slight changes like okay, this might I might play it a little bit slower than I originally wrote it, mm. um, but that's about it. But you know, for this new album, it's like just to, to decisions are being made. While we're in the studio, for instance, the vocals, for instance, the, the bass guitar and the vocals, the bass guitar for this album is really upfront in a way. Mm. The bass guitar is like, it's more, it's, it's more upfront and noticeable than even the acoustic, than what I'm playing, the acoustic mm. play, guitar playing. But so yeah, the bass for the first time on any of my albums is the lead instrument. Same thing with the vocals. The vocals are the loud, the loudest thing in the entire album, and there's no effects in the vocals. They're just completely um, upfront, is dry. Uh, yeah, but again, all those decisions are made in the studio. What was it about hearing your vocals more clearly, in the sense that appealed to you while in the studio? I don't know if it appealed to me. Okay. It, I think it was something. I think it was a decision that was made. To where, well, there's many reasons for, for this for this for this answer. One, you know, after after working for many years with Richard Swift, sure. who was known for his use of reverb, for instance, um, this is sort of like a call and response to that. You know, it's like for years I was working with Richard producing these albums, engineering these records, and they were just soaked in reverb, sometimes to the point where you can barely make out what I was saying at the time, you know? It's like I'm in, a, like in, like, like I'm in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, but this time around, I decided to, you know, and it, cause it's funny because you know, him, you know, before he passed, we had had this conversation about doing a record that was similar to what we did production-wise with this record. Okay. So it's sort of like that. Um, 
So it's a, it's a it's a response to that. It's sort of like a call and response. Because well, I was wondering about that whether because even if we go back to the previous record, the, yeah. the, it is a little bit more stripped down. So so yeah. I was wondering whether that was a reaction to kind of not working with Richard. Definitely, anymore. yeah, it definitely is. Okay. Yeah, after spending many years working with Richard, was it weird then to be in the studio by yourself in a way? It was very foreign. Okay. You know, it was it was very foreign, but at the same time, it really wasn't because. I was working with Josh Gordon again. You know, Josh plays bass in this album. He played bass on Horizon Just Laughed and some percussion and guitar. Um, Josh has had his own history with Richard Swift. Uh, Richard, I believe, did part of The Novelist um, at Josh's studio. So... So yeah, Josh has his own history with, with Richard. So it wasn't that okay. strange. Okay. It was only strange in the physical sense, which is like, you know, obviously Richard isn't with us anymore. So that that's always t takes some getting used to. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, getting back to the voice then, because uh, or the vocals. Well, one thing that uh, I suppose kind of happens when uh, you can hear the vocals more clearly is, is that it becomes a little bit more personal. It's, uh, you can hear kind of the, yeah. the small little nuances and those kinds. Of, so. What was it for you hearing yourself in that way, kind of more clearly, maybe a more a little bit more uh, direct in a way? Mm -hmm. I think that the best way to describe it is to give the listener an idea of what I sound like in my head. Mm. You know, the loudest voice, being an, being a, an introvert, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty much an introverted person, mm. and. Uh, I always say the loudest voice, my, and my inner voice is more louder than my audible voice, mm. you know? And so this record, lyrically speaking, and also for other reasons, it's almost like, it's a very much, it's very much an introverted record. Mm. So having the vocal be the way it is in this, on this record, I knew, when we when we got to the studio, I was like, I think the vocals should be a lot louder and very intimate sounding. Mm. Now that in itself, speaking, is also very frightening, you know, to do because it's, it's right. very vulnerable well, and uh, yeah. strange. Well, <laughs> you know? So so when and especially since you kind of like you say you don't really know where songs are headed or, yeah. or what they mean in a sense. So so do you have a different view of what the album is now than, than maybe six months ago or i haven't listened to the album okay. so I, I haven't listened to the album since it was done <laughs> so <laughs> um oh, so, I, yeah fair enough you can't tell. <laughs> yeah i don't i can't answer that question i have no idea fair enough i'm sure it sounds fine no but well like you say that um, because you wanted to be uh, a little bit more personal in terms of the um, vocals and then the songs as well because yeah. there is uh, some songs kind of uh, devoted to Richard in a way. Yeah. Um, what is it like to write or maybe even the whole process but write or, or perform those types of songs that are really really close to you and They're like you say kind me. of that, that vulnerability that you have yeah. to kind of... Uh, They're not easy. Open. I mean I remember you know, Richard's song, uh, the song about Richard in the album is called Ochoa. Ochoa is his, his birth name, his last name. Um, 
That song was very tough for me to, to sing live the first time I did it. I remember it was also hard, very hard for me to record, you know, because I'm still in this, I'm still in this place of grieving right. his passing. Yeah, you know, like I, uh, I remember when he passed, I wondered how long does one grieve for or supposed to grieve for? And then quickly finding out that there is no time limit. Grieving has no time limit, sure. you know? And I still grieve his passing, you know? I miss him tremendously every day. Whenever you have those type of, um, and I don't want, if you don't want to get into this, it's sure. fine. But uh, whenever you have these kind of musical connections with somebody, how, how rare is that, or how, how special are those those kind of connections you you have with people? I think it is very rare. Um, you know, the connection. You know, because I, because again, I I've played with a lot of musicians in the past sure. who were all great. I've been very fortunate to play with some very talented people uh, throughout my years, from the very beginning and on to the present day. Um, you know. Next to Richard, I'd never, I'd never had an experience with anybody, musically speaking, and on a friendship level, on a brother level, um, soul level, than I did with Richard. The closest thing that I can come to come to is Josh, for instance, Josh Gordon, who I'm working with now. Um, you know, I always say, you know, like, you know, I say it now that like, you know, next to next to Richard. You know, Josh is the closest person in my life, you know. He understands me in a level that, you know, I always said that Josh is a, is a very good interpreter. Again, from what I'm saying before, it's like, you know, I'm able to I'm able to go to someone like Josh and say, you know, I have this melody in my head. I'm not exactly sure how to play it. And he says, oh, well, what is it? And I'll, you know, show him the melody. You know, he'll he'll figure out how to do it. Right. You know, he'll he'll do it he'll do it perfectly. You know, perfectly. And there's a way that I communicate with him from one musician to another. That is just it's without explanation. I don't know. It's right. crazy, man. You know, it's like this weird psychic level. You know, and um, Richard and I very much had the exact same thing. Um, so to have that, you know, to have what I what I had with Richard to experience it on a, to a different level with Josh, is I'm very fortunate to have that. So. Right. And when it comes to kind of uh, fleshing out these songs, then because of the, I I googled some of the uh, titles just just to see. Oh yeah. What so, you come so, up with? So, so Alice Hyatt was um, Linda Lavin. Uh, yeah, yeah, Linda, Linda Lavin. Yeah, Lavin. Um, I kind of read the story uh, with her son Tommy, so I, I, I almost thought maybe that's where the other title comes from, but I'm not sure. Um, no. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> okay. Good guess, though, because your son's name was Tommy, right? Yeah, yeah. On the show. Yeah, Linda Lavin. Um, yeah, actually, Linda Lavin's character of Alice Hyatt actually has nothing to do with the song itself. <laughs> I just like her name. Okay, fair uh, enough. Uh, and there's also a connection, too, because... On the horizon, just laughed. There's a song called Marvin Kaplan. Mm. Marvin Kaplan, the actor, is in the show Alice. Mm. 
Oh, okay. He plays a show. He plays a character named um, Henry, hmm. and uh, so it's just sort of like a yeah, kind of a throwback to that whole connection. Because uh, Alice, the show Alice is one of my favorite TV shows of okay. all time, hands down. So I have to I have to watch it at some point. Yeah, you should watch it sometime. <laughs> it takes place in a diner in Arizona in the late yes. late seventies and early eighties, and uh, it's a great it's a great show. But yeah, no. Um, what's new, Tomboy? Um, t- that was from there was a there's an there was an American television show another another television show <laughs> called um, Gomer Pyle. Mm. Gomer Pyle was stars this actor named Jim Neighbors. Um, and he plays a uh, a marine, and it's a comedy. Sh- it's a comedy show, anyways. But in the show, there's a scene where he is he's on he flies, uh, takes his trip to Hollywood to to see like this you know like where all the Hollywood stars live, mm. and one of them is this actress, his famous actress, famous actress because. She's not really a famous actress in real life. She's a famous actress in the show. Right. Okay. So, so here we have this fictional, fictitious, fictional, fictional character going to visit this fictional movie star, and so um, he ends up meeting her on the star, stars, Hollywood stars tour, right, right, right. and he says, you know, oh, I love all your movies, uh, and he starts naming all these movies, you know. Uh, and then one of them is "What's Up, Tomboy?" Yeah. was named one of the movies. And I thought that is the coolest title of a movie I've ever heard. What's What's New Tomboy? <laughs> so I wrote it down, and I actually have a long list of of uh, of titles that I want to use. That would that didn't end up being on there. So on at some list. point, you you can always go to your book and you have a bunch. Yeah, of Yeah, just have a bunch of titles. You. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Because so one thing I I like about your writing in the sense is that. It, it can be quite character-driven in yeah, terms it is. of. Um, so, so, and this is maybe too general a question, but what is it about kind of quirky characters or, or certain particular characters that, yeah. that interest you? Kind of everyday people, and then. That's a good question. What is it about them that inter- uh, interests me? Um, I think I think that because they're so. I'm drawn to them because they're so the characters I'm drawn to for the most part I'm drawn to because I'm so different than they are. Mm. So I've always been drawn to people, artists, you name it, ordinary people, characters in shows and movies and um that are very different than I am. And um but at the same time I might see some some sort of similarity, you know. Right. I find that as though we're very different from each other, I'm looking for the similarities, you know, in mm-hmm. within it. Kind of the, the common humanity in a in a way. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example, like you know, like the show Family Ties. Sure. Um, you know, like uh, you know, uh, the. You know, Mr. Keaton, you know, uh, he was was very different than my dad, you know, (laughs) like a billion times different than my dad. But, yeah, I I was obsessed, you know, with that show and, you know, and just the dynamic between all the family, but, you know, mostly 
Michael Gross's character, you okay. know. And it's 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 kind of uh, yeah, like you say, because it's so foreign yet yet quite familiar. That, yeah, that, that makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean, even Alex Keaton, I mean, you know, played by Michael J. Fox, is the mm. same way. It's just like this guy's couldn't be couldn't be more different, you know, than than I am. I mean, you know. Well, one thing I find very interesting because you mentioned uh, that, in essence, you're an introverted person. Yeah. Um, what I because I find a lot of musicians or artists can be, but what I find interesting then is there is something that that gets them to kind of put themselves out there and go mm. on stage and and kind of have people judge them for for their work. So so, how have you kind of navigated that? element of, of being of doing what you do kind of being a songwriter well one uh i think you just said it like i'm a songwriter you yeah. know i think and some of these some of your viewers may disagree that's okay <laughs> um but i think there are two camps there are i think there are artists and then there are entertainers mm. very rarely do you get the two in one package deal you know like either getting one or the other but for the most part that's it you rarely you do get the artist and the entertainer you know um i'm more of 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 the artist i'm not an entertainer mm. like uh when i walk on stage it's there's no there's no crazy ass light shows you know there's no hello colorado or philadelphia like there's none of that you know uh i pretty much just walk out and sit in a chair and just perform the songs you know you know i'm not doing the same line of jokes every night um I, hell i don't even i mean i don't even use a set list at all i never use a set list you know there's no monitors on there's no nothing you know so i just pretty just walk out there and just, yeah do my thing you know play the songs but it, is it kind of almost like uh, creating the song is, is already uh, giving you enough fulfillment that all the things around do, doesn't really matter? In a way? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, in some way, yeah. It's all, you know, and um, when I write the songs and then do the record, it's mm. almost like, all right, I'm done, mm. you know. But so touring is a, touring is the other side of that where it's like, you know, people want to see you live you know and you know which i honor and and i and i i think it's really important actually to do that sure i think touring is actually a good thing because for me i like it because you know it's a way to like connect Mm. with the people whose whose lives that you whose songs that you know they're now attached to you know or vice versa I don't know if I even said that right, but no, but I, I get what you're you know saying. what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. people, people take songs and attach them to their lives, and I know I do that a tons in my life, or right. whether it be a movie or a story or, you know, or a song. You know, we attach these things to our lives, and so to have the opportunity to meet somebody mm. who's done that with your with your work, I mean, that's that's incredible, you know. And the stories that you hear, you know, uh, and because. People will hear the works differently than I hear them, sure. right? That's how I've, that's so, so for me, it's like touring is a, is a cool opportunity to have that happen and meet these people that, that that happens to. 
Last question then, what was one song or artist recently that kind of you had this type of connection with? Are you a story that you that you uh, felt connected to? Whoa, that's a good question. Um, can be from uh, longer. It doesn't have to be recently. It can also be from, from that connected to you on an emotional level. Any level, just something that, level? that that that's kind of hit you in in a way or that. that Man, um, you know, yeah. There, and I don't know why. I don't know why this is, but. Um, this is so, this is totally not, not expected. Um, there is a, uh, there is this Bo Diddley song called, Oh Yeah, is what it's called. And I know why I connect with it on, on an emotional level. Uh, but when you hear the song, you would never, you would never ever think that Maybe this is you know some that some a song that someone can connect to on a much level, uh, but the reason I do is because of Richard, because the song reminds me of Richard, mm. and and the way it's recorded, the way Bo Diddley performs the song, um, he the, I'll give it, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be very good at, uh, at interpreting this relaying this song to you, but. There's well, that's this, fine. People can look it up. Oh yeah, let them look. Let them look it up. <laughs> but I'll just say, well, not without giving it away. There's the the chorus of the song. He just go like you can hear it. Like he he has the microphone, like you know, like like here, and he goes. He just goes, and it sounds like it's from far away. And he goes, oh yeah. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah. And it, but, but when he does it, it's so loud mm. yeah and it's anyways but it reminds me of richard okay and so for me uh, the, i love that number one i love the song i absolutely love bo diddley uh but this song really connects me to richard and it's right. in this really intense way every like the last time i listened to this song was probably a week ago i teared up when okay. i heard it because it reminds me so much of Richard, so right. I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah, check it out. It's called <laughs> "Oh Yeah" by uh, by Bo Diddley. All right, Damien. Thank cool, you man. very much for your time. Yeah, definitely. Thank you.